Thank you for tuning in to Kineticast. I'm your host, Bo Sauls. Today, we have Colin Risen, manager of the Body District in Dallas. We are doing an episode on the ecosystem, which is something that we talk about a lot here, where we utilize Kineticense to connect to the community, different facilities, and begin to speak the same language through the data utilized. We did run a little long, so this will be two parts, but here in this first part, you're going to see how Colin and I created a relationship between each other and how it kind of blossomed and what he saw going through in his first experience as we walked in with the technology. These episodes are supposed to be good examples for practitioners and different people to see how Kineticense can connect different businesses and different individuals throughout a community building that ecosystem. For more information about Kineticense, you can go to www.kineticense.com so you can book your free online demo. Let's go ahead and get started with episode 23, the Kineticense ecosystem in full effect with Colin Risen from the Body District in Dallas. All right, so this is Dr. Bo Sauls here again, and I am going to introduce Colin Risen, manager of the Body District here in Dallas and former tight end for Sam Houston State. Colin and I have created the ecosystem here in Dallas. So we wanted to create an episode and really talk to different practitioners, different gym managers and owners, different people like that to show the value of what we can provide a client through data. So without further ado, Colin, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me, Bo. Um, it's a pleasure. And you know, as soon as you brought up the fact that you had the podcast amongst one of our first conversations, um, I don't know if it visually was um, was there uh, if you were able to see but I got I got super excited um, not purely because I knew I was going to be on it eventually but from a, from an education and just informational you know standpoint where I've come from and where I'm at now um, you know I dive deep into into the digital world and right. uh, to see someone in your profession that uh, you know was as excited about it <laughs> as you were and still are um, that's just something that I'm I'm grateful to be able to be a part of. So you know, thank you for having me on that. Of course, man. And you know, like um, I mean, obviously I'm 30. I'm a, one of the younger generation Kairos uh, coming out. But the thing there is, that I think that's what's going to lead the future. And the future of our Kairos are right now. That's who it is. And exactly. We're going, to, and it's not just Kairos. It's Kairos and PT. It's anybody right. that works with the body. But I think the big key is that we have to utilize the advantages of technology and everything that we have right now. Right. And um, that's probably what you hit on the immediately you just said like hey yeah. um, just to see you in your profession man yeah. I know that Cairo that you're talking about that is <laughs> like still with the whole you walk in there's one table yeah you're gonna get adjusted you're gonna walk out right. see you later five minutes later right yeah. that's just just not that's how it. the world is anymore yeah. and I think I mean that's a great business model for different things that's gonna help a lot right. of people and help the masses through the central nervous system and different joint restriction different theoretical things on that side right but in my point of view and what we do we're trying to make complete change to hum the human body. We're trying to make, uh, you just said education. Mm -hmm. So we were trying to educate each client, each yep. patient, each individual on their own body. So mm -hmm. this is gonna, this is all gonna be about the technology no, and yeah. the advancement, so. And that's, that's what, um, you know, is, is super important to me because as a personal trainer or even a group instructor, um, you know, it's all about Someone told me this and I took it and I took it to heart and it, it was the the mindset that you know I shouldn't you shouldn't want to or rather you shouldn't have to keep coming to me after six months of training, right? You should be 
so knowledgeable in a gym setting that you know how to operate yourself at that point. You should keep coming back to me because I keep providing you with different results and I keep taking you to different levels and you just like me as a person. Yeah. Um, and that's where I felt that immediate connection with you all when you walked you know, y'all walked in here. For sure, man. Nothing in your hands straight. for cards and love. Just straight cold, cold walk-in, man. Cold walk-in. <laughs> y'all were doing cold calls. My man Bo did a cold walk-in. Just showed up. <laughs> Just showed up, and um, at the time, I wasn't in any kind of position of power or management or anything at the gym. And, um, you know, whoever was here tried to deter you all for whatever reason. <laughs> for sure. And uh, I was I was listening in the background, pretending not to be with my headphones in. And um, as soon as y'all walked out, I had to run down because I was like, dude is passionate. Like, dude is he cares about what he's doing. And if I if he cares about what he's doing, he has to care about who he's doing it with. And if he cares about those people, I know that he's the type of person I want to build a business relationship with. And the friendship is gonna come, all that stuff. Right. You know, I, I know that the people I put in my life now, like yourself, are there for a reason and you know, you have uh, a similar mindset in, in yeah. what you're working for and who it's really for and you know, longevity wise, what it's gonna do. And um, dude, it's, I mean, y'all's work is beautiful. I've learned <laughs> so much more about my body. I mean, my the way that I feel has gone even from the first two and a half months, maybe say, of me getting with you versus the last, like, we've picked it up this last, like, four weeks, yeah. and it's gotten really finite on, okay, you know, we saw eight weeks of this is what it is, and then we saw, okay, something changed. Right. And then immediately you addressed it, yeah. told me, you know, kind of the mindset to go into my training with, and then I was able to take it from you know, these are recommendations, put it into actual physical capabilities. Am I able to even complete these tasks? If I'm able to do it, great, I'm building. If not, okay, I take that information right back to you and then we're continuously building. Correct. And um, even through my, so I played Sam, uh, football at Sam Houston State, but I also transferred five times between four schools. Yeah. So I've dealt with a lot of athletic training staffs and have, sorry to all my people have never been in a situation where I've been this taken care of and I've been with them every day yeah so and that's their job to take care of every team and every player on that team and know their body and help their body and granted they have multiple teams so I know the ATs and all the PTs yeah. and everybody that work with the teams have a lot to do oh yeah but the point is that if you're doing so much how are you individualizing care exactly exactly and you can't at that level unless you're introducing something like this how many people are on your football team Ah, shit, we had, I'm not even going to count the freshman team or anything like that. So we had about, I wouldn't say uh, close to 100, like right. 80. Yeah, yeah. I would say people. if it's not like up to 100, if not yeah. even over 100 on some, you took yeah. out freshmen, like that's, yeah. but those are all people they still have to deal with. You have granted, to. Granted that always attention is going to go to your starter, your yeah. number one, all that, that right. coaches make sure that happens as well. Um, that's not always on the AT or anybody like that. That's right. an organizational thing sometimes. Right. But there are all of these athletes and then there are all of these people and there's people that have issues going on in their body and you yeah. know they're training yeah like what's your what was your training regimen while you're in school while you're playing so while i was playing it was a lot of uh a lot of heavy hitting a lot of um you know compound movements five by five and then introducing in between the five by five as much variable um 
change when it comes to speed, power, um, you know, single leg work. But the, the general premise of all of my years of training throughout college was hit hard, hit heavy. Yeah. And, you know, hitting hard, hitting heavy, when you're a college athlete, that also means moving it really fast. Yeah. So doing 300-pound power cleans, like, that's, that's nothing abnormal to us. Right. That's some abnormal stuff, man. Yeah. Like, that you don't just pick up and throw Heavy loading. Dude, it's crazy. <laughs> and so to think that, you know, we can go about creating a program, and it's just kind of unfortunate, but it is also a part of evolution that I feel like it's, it's soon to come because it's going to be so inevitable that everyone knows about the services like you all provide and how it actually needs to be integrated into a system to to benefit a mass group of people. Um, as that information becomes more available, I do think that you know the college um, training facilities overall by the mass, because I'm sure there are great ones and I'm sure there are less right. far, um, but by the mass, I think that that information will start to sink in a little more and will kind of eradicate the old school way of thinking and right. in terms of FMS and whatnot and visual analysis and the I'm, stuff that I'm we gonna miss, I'm right? gonna look at you and give you a two. Right, exactly. I mean, come on. Like, what is that? <laughs> what so, are you gonna do with a two yeah, as information? Two. Like, all right, no, you're a one today. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I went down one to two. Cool. What that and mean? I only have yeah. three grades that yeah. I can I can even yeah, I can even exactly. on. But um, digress. Um, it's just it's it's really important to understand evolution and and see this stuff and be able to grab onto it and be a part of it for me uh, personally so I mean dude I don't even I can't tell you the single thing I like most about the process and progress um, but I will say that the most evident has been my um, AC joint separation yeah so when I separated that my senior year of college afterwards did a bunch of rehab work, which was kind of on my own. Uh, just a bunch of banded work, TRX. Stuff that you were taught to do to just for single joint range of motion exactly. stuff, right? Yeah. Yep. And, um, you know, no true scapular protraction, retraction, no true loading in any way. Um, and then once I finally got to you, and that first day, you know, we dug in around it and uh, you kind of pointed some things out to me in my movements. Um, I believe the first time, I don't want to be mistaken, but if I am, it's okay. Uh, we saw it was both a mobiliz mobilization and a stability issue in the shoulder. And um, now we're, we've mitigated so much of that, but. I don't even think we're worried about your shoulder that much dude, anymore. Dude, we're not even on my shoulder anymore. <laughs> we're we're like looking at my feet. Stuff, right? yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. So, um, you know, and for me to go from coming out of those workouts and not trusting my shoulder. You know, I still hit chest, I still did right. everything, but there was never a true trust factor. And now, to being able to say, I mean, I can, I can barbell, you know, Turkish get up 90 pounds. That's wild. That's shoulder stability. That's Let's stability. talk about stability. <laughs> yeah, so, and maybe I can only get one rep out of the week, but it's, the shoulders, the point is the shoulder stability itself is not inhibiting me from going forward anymore. Right. And holistically, and it, uh, I mean, it changes my life. Like how I sleep now, I can sleep through the night without 
in any position yeah. without waking up with a pinch that feels like and a you have separation. Pinch. Like yeah, people all the time, separation. right? Like they always talk about how, oh, I had this shoulder injury, oh, I had this injury. There's no way I'm ever going to be able to do this again. My sleep's going to never be good because I can't lay on it. Yeah. The point is that you have to do something to take care of it. Right. Like we have these different issues, and some people are past gone. Yeah. But you had a shoulder AC separation. That shows you to the level of what we can work with. Like, and let me, you know, pardon my interruption, but let me kind of break down this uh, separation. And, you know, some people are going to tell me that I shouldn't speak on this kind of stuff as openly as I'm about to. But <laughs> for seven weeks, all right, so I injured my shoulder week six. They, they being the, uh, the staff, um, decided that I wasn't in a position to need surgery for repairman or anything of the sorts, didn't need to sit out, whatever it was. We decided that all Colin needed to do, shoot up with cortisone, tramadol, <laughs> whatever horse tranquilizers we could find. And um, I wouldn't practice, I would just play in the game. So mentally I'm already, a, I'm, I'm there as an athlete mentally, so I can, I can study the game and I can Put it in motion. Real not, it's quick. not like you can't run the route or catch the pass. You've done it right. thousands of times. Blocking schemes, anything. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, you know, so we shoot me up, and for five weeks, that was great. Great in the sense that I could go through the game. Right. But immediately following the game, I have to. I couldn't even spend time with the family because I knew that I had to go home now, sit in my bed upright and put my arm in a homemade sling out of a long t-shirt that I hung from up above my bed because there was no other position I could sit, stand, lay that would not bring me instantly and continuously into tears. And so um, so that is the kind of separation that I went through and yeah. then, you know, playing on, so for five weeks it worked and then the sixth and seventh week, sixth week, shot me up, played through a game with the pain. And then after that, it's like, okay, this isn't working anymore. So I didn't say anything, but last game of the year, um, got shot up. I had four shots that game. Four in the game? Four shots before the game, and I couldn't even play because of the pain level. Yeah, I'd probably pretty assume that I would have been like, I took myself out of the game. <laughs> yeah, I I, they they were looking at me like I was crazy. like, And I was just sitting here like, you know. You're looking at your health. Yeah, you know, and and a lot of people ask me if I want to be connected to a, a college team. Um, and this is a little early to make an answer on a sports strength and conditioning note. But right now, at this very moment, as 25 and however many days and seconds old I am, absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. Abso-freaking-lutely not. I would never, I can't. I can't grasp the concept of just me being who I am, knowing that these players, especially as someone who transferred five times between four schools, this it just there's I transferred three between four, so I was right there. With yeah, you. man, it's I, crazy, I it. dude. It, yeah. It's crazy. And so, and like people are like, wait, five and four. I'm like. We don't even need to get into yeah, that. Yeah. That alone tells you that <laughs> something some ain't right yeah. there. Yeah, exactly. And um, but furthermore, it's uh, you know, I would rather. And people say, well, you can help those kids. Yeah, I can help them without being staffed by that university. Also, correct. Uh, it doesn't take that, especially now in this golden era of technology. Bingo. I don't need a university to put my name on a check for me to go help those guys. Right. It would be more beneficial for me 
not to be staffed out and contracted out by this university so I can give them legitimate organic information. Nothing that's biased or changed biased. by like anybody that needs a player to play at this nope. time or anything like that. It doesn't matter. Put you into a dangerous doesn't matter. situation. Exactly. No. Exactly. Yep. So Colin uh, went in a little bit here on uh, some different things, but I'm going to yeah. jump back to the, <laughs> yeah, to the beginning. Yeah, digress all right. the way back. <laughs> Real quick. Uh, yeah, we definitely, we had, I definitely walked in yeah. like cold walk for yeah. sure. But that has to speak to the type of person you are too, because you saw what I was, what was going on during the conversation that I was having at that time. Yeah. And I'll tell you from my experience, I'm having that conversation, you know, trying to connect with a local gym that's fairly close to our clinic, um, trying to talk about what I do that's so different. Obviously, you know that now, but trying to explain that, which it's really hard to do verbally. Um, but very hard. I, very hard. As I speak to this person, I, I could tell where it was going really right. quick. I was, I'm not dumb. Uh, yeah. I had a feeling and I was like, oh, it's fine. And I still gave the information, yeah. still did all that. And then I saw this like dude that was a little bit bigger than me, which is rare. I was like, all right, who's this guy? <laughs> and I see him sitting over there with your headphones on. Yeah. I definitely yeah. noticed that. And um, in a hoodie, and as I was as, as I started to walk, like the, I all shut down, right? Like, yeah. oh my gosh, she didn't yeah. want to work with me. Who would have thought? Um, so I walk, I walk downstairs, and I walk outside, and we go out the wrong door, so we have to like walk back around the building. Well, on our way back around the building to the parking lot, the door flies open, <laughs> and the six five dude runs out, and he's like, hey. I gotta talk to you guys. And I was like, well, what's up? And he goes, I really appreciate what you guys are saying. I understand what it takes to come out and talk to people. Um, I appreciate how you spoke about what you do and I would love to see what you guys do. So that right there speaks to the type of person you are individually because obviously we didn't have the same experience between the same people at the same place. Right. So my, my point is you're gonna have your individuals that are always gonna be that way. Yeah. You're always gonna have that. But you're going to find people that truly do want to make a difference and do want to make a change. And when they connect, that's when we can start to blossom. And yeah. so that's let's transition now into more of this ecosystem. Yeah. So first off, so you, you, everyone's heard about how I just walked in randomly and was yeah. like, what's up? <laughs> like I do that with everybody. So it's yeah. cool. Um, but uh, what, what, when you first came in, mm -hmm. what was the indicator to you or what was the thing that was like, man, okay, this is different. This is this is a different style of healthcare. This is a different style of chiropractic. This is a different style of analysis. What brought you to that level? So I would say my mind had been on um, chiropractic work, uh, not for me to conduce or participate in personally, but just on the, the concept mm -hmm. um, for a while because I had my first chiropractic experience about six months prior to that moment. Really? And I didn't know that at all. Yeah. Until just now, until this <laughs> very moment, guys. <laughs> and uh, so that was my first chiropractic experience. And it, um, when it happened, you know, he popped me up and kind of just sent me on my way. And I was, my, my boss paid for it. So it was, you know, it wasn't $40 that I spent. It right. was $40 the company spent to make me quote unquote feel better. Right. And so immediately felt this you know this feeling in my body where I was just like oh, okay I kind of feel I feel brand new you know Central nervous feel, system yeah CNS right? was feeling real yeah. nice right and then as the day goes on the day goes on I'm like you know what I'm probably gonna sleep really well I'm slowing down a little bit but it's okay so I go to bed sleep well wake up the next day and the body starts popping like it's never popped before and so at that moment, my the the consciousness that I had between the 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 skeletal system and the muscular system 
it it wasn't there because I was so deep in cells that I didn't even really care to yeah. to focus on my body. I was still training on the side, but I was focused on them. I didn't care how I felt because especially as a football player, you know, I'm used to just chalking it up to the game, right? You're going to continue no matter what. Exactly. No. So, um, so after that, you know, I kind of had a, a little bit of a, a distaste for chiropractic work because it just seemed unnatural to me. And I was thinking, well, okay, it only makes sense. I have a good buddy that does um, active release therapy out in Garland and stuff. And so he was like, well, because your muscles are still twisted up. Yeah. And then just, it just clicked to me. And I, and I said, well, okay, you know, I didn't do anything about it. I just kept moving along with that understanding of I'll never go to a chiropractor again. Right. Um, because why? Because I have to go spend $40 for him to pop me up and then I have to go spend 40 minutes of my time stretching and going through rehabilitative work, corrective work that I don't even really know is what I need to be doing. Right. And as soon as I step in you all's building, it's okay, you know, start walking you through. So I'm seeing everything and just walking in, okay, you know, you see room number one, it's its own room. Yeah. Room number two, it's its own room. Right. And they all play a part in every single time I step in that building. So from that, from that initial moment, it was, okay, they're not here. The first thing was they're not just here to pop me up. And, and right. you five know, minutes, see you later. Five minutes, see you yeah. later. There's no such thing as that. It, it, it didn't register. I like literally that. don't have a patient that spent only five minutes in my office. I couldn't imagine. <laughs> Even if they came in for conversation, they nah, would stay alone. I talk too much. Yeah. <laughs> I talk too much. Yeah. So, um, so that was my first impression, which was a great impression, especially as you know, it, it related so much um, like a like a college uh, training you know right. facility, and um, I've been wanting that. And so, moving forward after that, you know, the first session with you, when you actually spoke to me about the mobility and stability issues in the specific points that yeah. you were able to point out because of the technology and knowledge that you've obtained through the years. I mean, really, I was mind blown, you know, just bringing it back and then bringing it back forward to the whole college, you know, strength and conditioning stuff. It's just like it. If I could replicate a college training system um, off of anything I've ever seen, it would be y'all's location. Yeah. And uh, and that, you know, one I always talk about with cells, you have to touch people's hearts before you can touch their bodies or minds or ears. For sure. And uh, that touched mine immediately because it yeah. was just that feeling of. You know, first I know that you all care because y'all had that conversation with me, but knowing that y'all care and then put this much work into how y'all go about working on people. Before we even touch before you. Before you even touch yeah. someone. It's crazy. It's cr it's unseen, especially in Dallas. Like <laughs> in Houston, eh, you may get it here and there because there are so many people trying to do so many things from just a, like how I care about what right. I'm doing part, but there's, I've never seen any that has not matched the technological advancements and the equipment that you all have provided. And so um, really, bro, to shorten this up for all of you who want snippets, um, blown away. Yeah. I was just mind blown. Cool. Um, it was it was the best first impression of a health and wellness facility that I've ever had. I mean, you know, I love hearing that, man. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. And we put a lot. It's not like it. It's not like something that I was just like, oh, this is going to go great. Right. I didn't just like do this on a day. No. It took me months to create the clinic, to create the flow, to create all that stuff before we even brought it down from Canada and put right. it down here and all this like 
Um, what we did is we even readapted some when we put the clinic down here is we saw what worked the best and what didn't work and got rid of stuff and then adapted and made a, a tried to make a better facility in right. Dallas. And then, I mean, I think you feel that and that's what you're kind oh, of yeah. saying. And, um, but, and I say that, but the clinic in Canada is already, already adapting too, right? right? Like what we learn, we try to adapt, right. but that doesn't just matter with the clinic, not the kinetic centers in Canada versus Texas. Mm-hmm. Like both of those will always continue to advance because that's the point of our clinics. Right. But you're noticing that healthcare providers adapted with your body. They, we, we, you come in, yes, I know I can, I can palpate the spine. Yeah. I can mo- motion palp your spine. I can palp that pelvis. I can go through everything. I can find joint restriction. Mm-hmm. I can find neurological control issues. I can do all that. But I should also do a baseline. I should also gather as much data as I can. I should right. find the top six areas of dysfunction in you. Yeah. And I know, like, whenever I think it was the the reverse lunge, I think it was the reverse lunge, like you did the overhead squat and you were like, man, that was kind of cool. And then you did the reverse lunge and you like paused on the way up. And I think I was like, bro, we got to do that again because you like (laughs) hesitated and you stopped and you're like, that was just cool. And I remember hearing that and I was like, man, that's the difference, right? You're saying that's cool about an analysis I'm doing for your healthcare. Right. I'm doing an analysis on your body, baselining your data has nothing to do with anything about data collection and trying to give better services to you. Yeah. And you're like, this is cool yeah. because you understand that I could be standing there and holding something on your body and trying to measure it yeah. and then averaging it three times and right. then saying that's your one measurement, which is, or an average of your measurements, yeah. right? No one yeah. says it's one, but that's what their measurement is. So. Right. so like, yeah, so we immediately connect that way. Now, I think the, the cool part too is you didn't come into me as someone that was just destroyed. You didn't come into me as someone with like a shoulder injury, osteoarthritis, yeah. like any of these major disease, anything like that. You didn't come in like that. You came in and scored like an 83, I think. Yeah. You were yeah. a high score and you scored in the 80s is where I want all my patients, but you scored 83 and our goal was to get you higher than yeah. So immediately you walked into a facility and now we have something to work on for someone that is a good mover. For someone that works out, for someone, granted, we talked about the AC joint. We right. went in there and I treated that. That was our primary issue. But yeah. I mean, you know now that I was looking at your AC joint as this is just one thing that's right. going on in his body. And you and probably had, uh, well, you definitely had a different perspective on the AC joint than I had while we were going through that yes. as well, because it was, it's very apparent that, you know, your mind is on the AC joint, but you're also thinking about those blue and red dots and yeah, where yeah. else <laughs> they are. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, AC joint this, but you've got so much information in your head that's running on a, a progressive right. line that mine is stagnant. And so to be able to have someone that is constantly progressive, and if I, like for instance, whenever I uh, brought up the foot, yeah, you were Oh, okay, well, actually, let's go back. Let's look at this. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, okay, we see this from the last two or three weeks. We don't even have to do much, you know, preliminary information. Right. None of that. We've got your data. It's here. Yeah. And uh, ah, it's a game changer, dude. <laughs> That's so cool. It's a game changer, man. You're right, though. Like, I looked at you. So, but let's let's talk about that. Yeah. Like, why did you think that, I'm going well, to give my opinion on why I think yeah. that you were looking at AC joint as, my AC joint separation versus right. me looking at like 
this AC joint separated, mm -hmm. what's the continuation of the dysfunction and why is this still dysfunctional? He's had it treated, he's had it handled, you've had so many practitioners. What's going on that you're this level of person and athlete and movability that you're still having this? So when I look at this, I'm looking at the AC joint separation as if it was something that happened in the past right. and it's something in a math problem. And okay. it's just a part of it. Right. So now we're creating full body, right? Like yeah. you're taking your brain out of my right shoulder mm -hmm. into my right, my spiral line, exactly. my fascial line. Right? We talked about reading anatomy trains and you yeah. started reading anatomy trains. And I mean, come on now, how many times do you work with a gym manager and they're like, cool, I'll read that book and I start <laughs> right. reading it. But that's, but that's the point, like, uh, so we start to understand these things and we see the different uh, activation pathways through the body. Right. So, um, what my long, my long point here is the education. You went into a saw Cairo and they did the job that they were paid to do mm -hmm. and they did that and they got you out of there. Yep. There was not a lot of education on what was going on, what was going to happen and what there the point zero. of it was. But I mean, as a patient, if you came to me and it was my style just to do that only, yeah. which is not, if it was my style, then what I would be trying to do is still baselining you, still scoring your function with the system, right. still taking you through all that. Then I'm gonna talk about why we only adjusted your ankles, your SI and this area, yeah. versus adjusting you all the way through, right. or taking you all the way through because you know what? We don't just necessarily need to be cleaned out all the time that yeah. way. Um, sometimes we have different stability patterns that happen and different things that happen in our life, like an AC joint separation can cause another area to stabilize to help protect that AC joint. Right. So we have to look at the tissues that feed that. Mm -hmm. um, so again, if you're educated, you now leave this office and facility thinking, I know what's going on with my body, I need to do this better. You came into my clinic, first of all, you saw that we were a multidisciplinary facility yeah. that looked at your body as a unit versus as one area. Right. Secondly, you now come in and it's an education process since the first, as soon as you, you're walking into my clinic, yeah. I'm watching you walk already, even though we do gait analysis, I'm yeah. watching you walk, watching you do all this. You're telling me about stuff going on as I'm taking this history, mm -hmm. we're taking a good thorough history on the entire body, but we're going through stuff. And I'm talking about little things in the process yeah. and I'm telling you little stuff. And then I start to explain how we're gonna be able to get more information with different things with the right. tech. So that whole time we're building that picture for your brain. And then you get into the screening system yourself. And you're, again, you're not dumb, so you understand like what we're doing already. Yeah. You understand functional movement. Yep. So you're seeing all this. And then by the end of the screen, you're like, wow, oh my God, <laughs> of course Crazy. this is what, yeah, exactly. But I think the education piece is a big piece that's missed for a lot of practitioners. And oh, yeah. if, it's, if your patient isn't educated on what's going on in their body, then they don't know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, they don't know what happened. Yeah. So why would they even come back to you? That's exactly. And that's what it was. And that's where it's the baselining is so important. And I'm finding that in a gym even more so now because it's like I baseline people. But I baseline people, I usually would baseline people on, you know, how they feel versus how they move, collect that data, and then keep visuals of, um, you know, stretches. Mm -hmm. But nothing, like, I, I don't care. I don't believe in the FMS, all of that from like, I, okay, you scored this, this is the movements we need to be, no, that's not because the body, nobody's body moves the exact same. Yeah. 
So okay. you can't give me a standardized, you can't give me a tax test for movement. <laughs> like that's not gonna work, not, not me, because I'm a progressive thinker and I think beyond telling someone for the benefit of checking boxes, you know, it has right. to count. Again, you're talking about like, if you can't do this movement to a certain extent, it's this. If you can't do it to this extent, it's this. And that's it, right? Yep. There's no analysis of movement of a joint versus shifting of weight or Nothing. immobility or stability. That's yeah. not, yeah, I mean, really, really good, good FMS and SFMA practitioners are amazing at doing that and are good at it. S FMS practitioners. I'm not an FMS <laughs> practitioner. So that is where I, that's where I don't want to discredit people right. is I know that there are people that can take that data analysis and they can make significant improvements in people's lives. Correct. I don't feel like I need to be measuring people with 10 rulers to do to do that like it doesn't it doesn't work for me and then they're also not paying me to be an FMS practitioner no they're paying me to teach them how to operate in a gym and become functional maybe so, more efficient more more powerful. there's a lot of things they could be doing and if if they do want someone that is going to service them um, through an FMS uh, training regimen that's purely focused on anything FMS offers from an informational standpoint, I'll refer that person out to someone because yeah. that's not my area of expertise, right. nor should I try to pretend it is for somebody to pay me for a month of work. Right, and that's, again, that's, again, you're a good person. Like, I know right. a lot of people who would be like, yeah, I totally do that. Yeah. Let me go Google it later. Exactly, Google it, it that night, print it, and then, and then the yeah. next day. So, right. but like, everybody right. does that, and people yeah. do that all the time, and like, people act like people don't do that, yeah. right? Like, no, that, yeah. no, it happens. And Another thing, like with the with the FMS and the like, the other versions of analysis, the yeah. visual. If you yeah. come into me, and I take you through this process, and I score you zero to three on these different movements, and I write it on this piece of paper, and you come back to me one month later, I have this piece of paper with zeros, ones, twos, and threes on it, and I have to be like, this is what you were, yeah. and I have to remember and or write notes on everything versus record your entire body in 3D, right. the, in, in each movement, score each movement, see what areas of each movement are bad, and then here's your overall, what's all bad together, and then here's your scoring of everything together. My point right. is that like, we're, it's, you have guidelines, and we have, yeah. that's what I think really what, uh, what SFMA and FMS and everything yeah. was for us was, hey, we don't have a great way to look at the body functionally right mm -hmm. now, here's a good protocol that'll lead you different ways to go different areas, right. but it's so subjective. And it's like, if I see, if you're an overhead squatter and your right knee goes uh, valgus, you know what? I know exactly what that is. But that's such bold because one movement doesn't tell you how the other tissues move in different planes of motion. So how in the world can you tell me that knee is valgus just this ankle mobility. Yeah. yeah, it could be the ankle mobility very well, but it could also be that hip, it could be that opposite shoulder, it could be your head, it could be thoracics, it could be any of that and or all of it. And then you have to, so, and then that's my thing is, it's like, it's, it's all about time and how to be efficient and effective with that time. And to effectively compute that, you have to spend hours just going over the collected data yeah. to, if you're gonna do it to the level at which we can get the information now. You would have to spend hours to go over it just to be able to say, to, to put the uh, possibility complications together. Right. So then, now you have to go 
like we, I mean, I'm not going to run too long on this, but <laughs> the, just the level at which you have to put in the energy and time, I mean, it's so, it's so much more difficult and it's not beneficial to the client. It's not viable. Like a practitioner yeah, exactly. can't, it's not can't, sustainable. You, you, are you going to come in and pay me $500 for three hours of work? I yeah. doubt it. Like we can all act like people are just going to pay us $500, but unless you have a YouTube channel where you're like kind of a gimmick at this point, yeah. then no. no, like you have to be a doc. Yeah. You have to be like everyone always asks me, are you a, you're a chiropractor? And I'm like, yes, I am a chiropractor, but think of me as a movement doctor. Yeah. Because if you're having issues in movement or pain in movement, that's what I can help you with. Right. Even if you're not having pain in motion, like I can still help you with that. Yeah. But I like to correlate it that way for people so they know yeah. that I'm going to take you through movement. I'm going to mm -hmm. assess you in motion, and I want that to be your baseline. Right. I don't want static data. I mean, yeah, you have a right AC joint. I'll bet you you have a decreased range of motion, duh. So like, uh, no, who would have thought, right? Oh my right. God. But let's take you into different movements and see if those affect that shoulder. Right. And let's see what pathways are affecting that shoulder the most. And let's treat those ranges of motion, which by the way, on Kineticense, we measure in 3D and do pain tracking and give you graphical tracking of your data. So yes, we're doing the range of motion on the shoulder, but now I'm also tracking. Look at that. Look where your arm is sitting in the overhead squat and the reverse lunge and this posture angel, your external rotation. Look how your hips aren't twisting. Your hips aren't tilting anymore as you just externally rotate your shoulder yeah. versus I'm holding this measurement and you hit 127 degrees on this right. one joint on this one motion. Right. So that's the, I keep, I keep, I talk to practitioners all the time and there's yeah. a lot of the old school mindset of, you know how it is, like you get built in what it is. Like yeah. this is built in, this is what it is, this is what I yeah. do. I know doctors that are very, very good that want to do functional movement screens on everybody want to do this and then we'll still go back to what they know because they're still so nervous about right. it. And people will be nervous. Technology is what it is, and it is a little bit scary. It's and it scary. Is, but, it, but again, this is 2020, yeah. and it's no, that is no reason to ever use 100 to 200-year-old techniques. No. Well, not techniques. I mean, the techniques are good for the, the care. I mean analysis techniques right. or different tools that were created then because... So Colin and I definitely got fired up on some different subjects there, but you can definitely see his passion towards his healthcare and his body and how much focus he puts to the choices that he makes for himself. Again, this is a two-part episode, and this episode was really showing you the creation of the relationship and what Colin's viewpoint was on everything. On the next episode, we now get into how we're utilizing the tech between the two of us, the types of clients and patients that he sends me, and the data that's most important to him that he uses when training his clients. Two more confirmed guests, one being the Dallas Stars PT, Nick Andreas, and we're also going to have Shane Scott, CEO of EliteX360, where he utilizes the technology and screens large teams and athletes around the US. For more information, you can go to www.kineticense.com. Thank you for listening to this episode. I'm your host, Bo Sauls, and let's keep learning about movement, performance, and rehab together.